You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to yet another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net, the home side of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. This one, uh, we talk about Doctor Who, because it's called The Doctor's Companion. So, you know, that's what we do. Uh, and then uh, the Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love. We talk about it episodically in short little 15-minute bursts three times a week. And then occasionally... We'll also talk about a movie that has been recently released, like uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, which we just did. Uh, we released a full spoilers, uh, like, <laughs> hour and a half podcast <laughs> um, about Star Trek Into Darkness, where we just picked that movie apart. Um, so if you were a fan of that, uh, then maybe you'll, uh, you'll want to listen to that. Um, so that's Mind Robbers Versus, and then of course our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about uh, basically everything else. Uh, if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes. Thanks to everyone who's ever done that, and if you haven't done it, why not? Go do it. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other sort of cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net. But if you want to start a discussion, you're going to go to the website, mindrobber.net, leave a comment on the post to this episode, and then we'll comment back, and then that's 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 a discussion. That's, that's what that is. Uh, and then uh, finally, please uh, tell your friends. Tell them. Tell them you listen. Tell them we're cool. Uh, and, and that they should be listening to if they want to be cool. Um, really just peer <laughs> pressure is what we're looking for. Uh, all right. So this is the big one. We're talking about the, uh, the name of the doctor, the seventh series finale, uh, of Dr. Who and, um, our last, uh, our last new who episode to talk about uh, until November 23rd. Um, yes. So we got, we got a while, we got a while. Um, <clears throat> so here I, I'm going to go first with my overall thoughts. Cause we're going to start with overall thoughts and then we're going to get to our, um, uh, what I imagine is going to be a quite lengthy discussion. Um, on the other side of the sponsor spot. But, uh, my overall thoughts on this is if I'm being honest, uh, I think this is, this is hands down hands down the best uh, finale the show has done since uh, Pandorica opens uh, Big Bang um, easily. And that's, that's, I think that's, uh, that's counting. Um, that's counting, obviously wedding river song, but I also count like angels take Manhattan and um, good man, good goes man to goes war, to war. Yeah. yeah Cause th- let's face it. Those were finales. They can tell us that they weren't, but they totally were. Um, so I, I think this is the best one. Uh, since since Pandorica, and I think that there's actually a lot of similarities between this and Pandorica, um, which I do want to talk about when we get to uh, more detailed thoughts. 
But um, I think this is – I actually think this is probably Moffat's best written episode since uh, the astronaut two-parter. Um, he did a good job. Like I don't – I honestly – like I don't have anything huge to complain about. Like I don't think it was – I don't think it was like the second coming or anything. But I thought like – well, I mean, well, I guess technically it kind of was the second coming, wasn't it? <laughs> because it was the first time he's been good in a really long time. Because, um, yeah, like, I don't I don't think I have any big problems with this. Like, I, I thought, uh, you know, like, I got – a. Uh, there's a lot of, like, Doctor Who nerdy stuff going on in this. Um, some of it works better than other things. Um, and, and yes, like I, you know, there's still, there's still, there's still the problem with the, with the little Victorian trio that I, nobody but Moffat cares about. Um, but there they are. They're always around. Um, but, uh, other than them, if we can ignore them and, and even, even that they did something fun with Strax, uh, for once they had, he has, he had one good thing. Um, I like the Glasgow thing. That was funny. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I, you know, I, you got to give the guy props for putting a Centaurin into a, a Scottish bar. Like that's uh, good for them. Good for him. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's a good use of a Centaurin. Um, but uh, other than that, like they were kind of a waste of the time. Um, I like that we're we're done with River at this point. Seemingly done with Went River. Um, I mean. Goodbye, sweetie. Seems like a big like. Okay, yeah, no, we're done now, um, which is which is nice. And I have more thoughts on that um, on the other side. But I don't. I don't have. I'm not hating on this. Honestly, I'm not hating on it. Uh, I was entertained. I had. I. I. I think everything tied together in a pretty clever way. Um, much more. Much more clever than uh, wedding of river song. That's for damn sure. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have much to complain about. Uh, I don't know. What did you think? Uh, uh, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I now I didn't hate it. My problem is just like I'm back where I am right now, where I was with Bells of Saint John, which is that looking at Bells of Saint John. One of the things I said with that story is that I'm just bored. Um, this just kind of left me really bored, honestly, the whole time. I, I mean, I'm just sitting here, just like, okay, I guess. Um, I had a lot of problems with it more than I noticed in repeat viewings. Um, I didn't, I, I liked, I, I'll, I'll admit this. I really liked the first half of this. Like a lot of the first half I really kind of liked despite myself. I was like, Oh, I'm kind of enjoying this. And then once they hit the main planet, I'll just say without spoiling, um, then I, my interest waned and wasn't very great. I think that there's a lot of good here, a lot more than I was probably expecting. And yes, it's the best finale since the big bang, but it's one of those things where it's like all the things that I was not surprised by, or that I was surprised by, um, the things I weren't, wasn't surprised by, I all was just like, okay, and we're doing this again and we're doing this again. And it's like, the Moffat finales always feel very repetitive. Like this is, this feels a lot like the big bang. It feels a lot like the wedding of river song, the basic, like what the doctor's dealing with is kind of the same in both. And there's a lot, there's just like a lot of repeating. And like, I know I've said before that I'm not interested, but I'm still not interested. Um, and I just, I, I, I can't, I can't say I loved it. One of the things that people said 
And I was reading, and I've actually gone and read a lot of reviews on this because my views solidified and then reading other reviews hasn't really changed that, is I read one review that was just like, oh, this is, this should have just been the anniversary special. And I'm saying right now, like, this ain't much of an anniversary special if you want to count this as the anniversary special. I mean, it's not, but I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, "Mm, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um... I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was fine. I'm being I'm being overly harsh. I know because I demand a lot from the show. Um, but I will say that, like you, I'm pretty sure that this is no. I like the snowman more than this. I like the snowman more than this. Um, uh, but this is the best like Moffat's been working on for like in a while. Um, I I, I don't know. I liked I liked him having his back against the wall. But there's a lot of this that I had a lot of problems with. But that's just that's just me. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll argue over the details in a second. Before we do, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, absolute edition, uh, graphic novel collections at thirty-five to forty-five percent off. Plus, new release specials at fifty percent off every week. And remember, all the orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. So, uh, get lots of stuff, lots of stuff. And thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um. Okay, so I don't know. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, let's. I want to start with the fact that, like, I feel like this is this, uh, for me. Like, I don't. I don't know where you're getting the wedding river song thing. Like, I guess from the the whole like, oh, there's a thing that we heard about, and now it's happening, and it's this big legend thing or whatever. Um, but. As far as I'm concerned, like this feels way more Pandorica opens than uh than Wedding of River Song. I mean, Wedding of River Song is just a disaster. Um <laughs> just a nonsensical disaster. Uh this I can follow name of the doctor. Like Wedding of River Song is just like let's just throw a bunch of stuff onto a script and then try and shoot it and make sense out of it in editing and then they didn't. Um <laughs> uh this this actually feels like a story and it feels like honestly i was kind of impressed by the uh the explanation of um and i know neither of us really cared and maybe that helped but i was really impressed with the explanation of uh you know the impossible girl um i thought that was really clever uh I don't know. Like I, I, it didn't bother me. And I, the reason I, I got such a Pandorica opens vibe from this was because this really feels like part one of a two part story that would be continued in the anniversary special. Um, in much in the same way as Pandorica opens in big bang. I feel like the anniversary special is going to be a very big bang ish type of story, um, where it's going to be very erratic and and kind of all over the place and encompass a lot of uh of, of time and locations and just wackiness um hopefully in a good way uh but i yeah i definitely see a lot in common with with pandorica with this um mm-hmm. i mean there's even for god's sake there's even a a, a tomb opening like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, absolutely a, the reason i say wedding of river song is cuz wedding of river song deals with the same thing where it's like no matter what you do, the doc Moffat finales are always the Doctor with his back up against the wall in a way where d- other Doctor Who stories aren't. Like mm-hmm. Wedding River Song is all about how the Doctor gets out of his death, and this is all about the Doctor being threatened with his death. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. just in a very literal way. Like just looking at it from a pure plot standpoint, it's very similar. Um, 
As far as Claire goes, uh, yeah, I mean, I was fine. I thought it was... I thought it was clever. I mean, the idea of... I mean, there's there's a lot of good ideas here, as is usual for the Moffat storytelling thing that he does. Like, looking at it, the, the idea that the Doctor is buried on this planet, Trenzalore, like, this is his tomb, this is his... His his um his graveyard or whatever, mm-hmm. um and that his body is not there. His body has been replaced by a scar, like a temporal scar, is an interesting, fascinating idea that also says that the doctor's not really dead because there ain't no body. Um, to me, anyways. Uh, yeah. Which well, I mean, well, but but you have to you have to. Uh, the question then becomes, um, it but isn't that. Like, how how do I want to put this? Uh, Just because there's no body there and because maybe the person who is the doctor isn't dead doesn't mean that, quote unquote, the doctor isn't dead. That's the doctor's grave. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I think that's interesting. Honestly, like, I think that concept is interesting. The fact that, like, he could in the future possibly abandon that namesake because he moves on to become the Valyard or whatever. Um, I think that's interesting. I think it's an interesting concept. It's interesting Um, and, and, and works in the context of the of the larger thing, which is that the doctor is the thing he chooses to name himself, which is a big Mm -hmm. point of this story. Mm -hmm. Um, What? Which now that I think about it, that also explains something else from Morbius. But I'll get to that when we get to John Hurt. Um, looking at it, like yes, the Claire thing is interesting. Like I thought it was, it was that. I mean, but I, I don't know. I I said earlier it was kind of exactly what I thought it would be, which is fine. Which is that the Great Intelligence would have something to do with Clara getting scattered to the four winds. Um, mm-hmm. because of something involving the great intelligence. Like I kind of said that not to make it too point, uh, too great a point on how great I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, come on, that's yeah. not, that is not what you were thinking. No, um, no, I wasn't, because I wasn't really to... the fact that it has something to do with the great intelligence is such a minor point. Like she's chasing after the great intelligence. It's not like it's the great intelligence's fault that, Sure. It happens the way yeah. that it does. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I I will admit that I was surprised. Um, d- did it work for me? No, because again, I don't need <laughs> unification theory. I just I don't need unification theory with Doctor Who. Um, I don't need Clara to be the one who is single handedly responsible for picking the right TARDIS. Um, I don't need her to be involved in a bunch of other Doctor Who adventures, which one of my favorite things on Twitter, one of my favorite things on Twitter was someone saying, uh, bless you, Clara, you have to sit through, uh, one of your lives has to sit through Arc of Infinity Part 3, which made me really laugh, um, (laughs) because the fifth Doctor footage was from Arc of Infinity Part 3, um, and looking at it, like, I don't know, I just, I see that whole thing, and, I, and this is probably where we might differ, but I don't need unification theory. I don't need Clara to mm. be this character who's involved in every second of the Doctor's life. Um, you're grafting that onto the show, you're mm-hmm. retconning, it's mm-hmm. not, I don't like it, and it's and it's not, yeah. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> here's, here's, here's my biggest problem with Doctor Who as a thing. And it's a thing that you can't fix. Okay. And so it's a thing where like, it's not a thing where I really care, but it's just like as a fan, as a concept of this thing about this time traveling guy, you can't ever have a thing because of the way real time works. You can't ever have a thing where, you know, you, 
deal with past stories. Like, nothing ever connects. Like, you're still always telling a linear story, regardless of the fact that you are dealing with a time traveler. Uh, But you're always stuck telling linear stories because that's how real time works. Um, and, And so, like, when they do stuff like this, it doesn't bother me because it's just like... Oh, okay. Well, that's the one time that that gets to happen. Um, so, like, I I don't know. I just I I kind of shrug it off as just like a silly, fun thing. Like, I just don't care. Um, it doesn't bother me. It just doesn't yeah. bother me. And they completely explain it away because it's like the first person to hear her talk to him is, is or hear her her speak to him is is the eleventh Doctor. So mm-hmm. basically, you can just pretend like Claire's in the background of everything and Paul Cornell on Twitter. Or, or someone who retweeted pointed out that if there's ever a problem with past Doctor Who, a retcon, you can now just blame it on Clara. Um, <laughs> Which is awesome! <laughs> I guess. I don't, but I don't need you to, I don't need anyone to explain that for me. And, oh, and that, boo. I know, I know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the worst person ever. But, like, looking at it, it's like you don't need, like, Anyone who says that we need retcon fixes inserted into the show is just work focusing on things that I'm not interested in. So if Moffat does that, and I mean, that's clearly not the goal of her. The goal of her is to be like the Forrest Gump of the Doctor Who universe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't need it. So why do it? Because it, it doesn't make me go, oh, that's cool. All of the. You don't need any of it. <laughs> Look, man, like, I, 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 that's just, it's a silly, it's a silly thing to get upset about because, like, no, you don't need Clara to be everywhere, but you don't need Clara at all. You don't need any well, companion at all. You, you don't need of, any of this stuff. Like, kind of, you kind of don't need Clara at all, as far as I'm concerned. Like, she has yet to do anything that's interesting, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I just, I, I just don't care. I don't, I, I have now come to a point where I've come back around on this to the point where like, I just don't care anymore. (laughs) I just, I, if I'm entertained, that's good enough. I don't, I don't have high expectations for Moffat anymore. So he, he is incapable of disappointing me. (laughs) That's where I am. Like I'm, I've become so cynical that I've gotten positive. (laughs) I don't, I don't think that's how that works. I, I, on, I think that's how it worked. I think uh, it apparently, happened. Apparently, but I don't, I don't think that's how that's supposed to work, honestly. Well, it, it happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, between like, the Wedding okay. River song and Angels Take Manhattan, it broke me enough that I am now at a place of peace. <laughs> welcome, welcome to heaven, my friend. Paradise awaits you. Like, that's, that's great. I'm happy for you. I'm just not. Apparently, I'm not there yet. They have yet to, to get me to that point. I I don't know. I just I I look at all the I look at all the archive footage and I'm just like like all the ones where they just insert her in which okay, look. I know that it's Doctor Who. I know they have no budget, but and the, the Hartnell one looked pretty good, but everything else like that Troughton was running on some green screen and Clara was running on some <laughs> green screen as well. Like <laughs> Like hardcore running on some green screen. That made me laugh. Yeah, I was like, I was sitting there. Where's he running to? (laughs) He's just, he's just running through California in a fur coat. Where is he going? (laughs) (laughs) It just made me laugh. It made me laugh. I don't know. Like, it's kind of crazy. So silly. 
Yeah, I mean, because they pick like, because that's that's from the five doctors that they pulled that that clip from. The brigadier is yeah. technically about five feet away, five feet from behind him. But it's just like it's just like I look at that and I'm just like, well, if you're gonna pick a Trouton scene, pick him running, because that's that's <laughs> how you remember Trouton. That's how I remember Trouton, just as the sixty year old dude who's just sprinting across the moors and the five doctors oh. because he's like sixty and that's apparently not the age where you slow down. Um and she's in the rearview mirror of Bessie, and that just that horrific, like Tom Baker insert shot, like just horrific. I was just like, I was just like, oh, you guys, wow, you just, I don't know. I look at this one too, and I also, and maybe I don't know, maybe this didn't bother you either, but I just look at this, and I'm just like, wow, this is Moffat being ridiculously cheap and like looking ridiculously cheap. Like this looked cheap and felt cheap in the way that Armageddon Factor feels cheap. Um, like just like because especially when you get to the end and Claire is in that cave where it's just like mm-hmm. what's the cheapest thing in the world is a cave like mm-hmm. <laughs> just felt like it just felt like cheap everything and maybe that was the lighting because they went for this doom orange red lighting of just mm-hmm. the end of the world but I just I look at this whole thing mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow this was this was done on no budget um, well the end of the world thing fits um Sure. Because of uh, John Hurt um, and what he's presumably looking at, um, which we'll talk about later. But uh, uh, so I don't I didn't mind that. I mean, it's yeah, it's cheap. I don't know. Eh, eh, eh. (laughs) I again, I just I have I have I have lost so much faith in this show uh, and and, in Moffat's (laughs) vision of the show that at this point, like, uh the it, I mean this did, this episode didn't impress me at all, but I was just like it just sort of you know I just sort of rolled with it. I don't know. Sure, no, it just I, it's fine. And I get that. I, I will say I will say I agree that there's a lot of ideas here that are all just like here's an idea. Oh, uh, look over there, another idea. Ah, oh, look, another one. <laughs> <laughs> and he just never pays off any of it. Like the Whisper Men. Why are they here? <laughs> like, why didn't we give them a name? Why did they have a a, a nursery rhyme? Like, couldn't they just be there? Because that's all that they were there for, was yeah, just why, to be there. Why did they have a nursery rhyme that actually revealed that the great intelligence was not going to win? Like, that's actually <laughs> like that's actually a nursery rhyme where they go, where they go, Clara's last fall is going to be inside the tomb. Like, that was, like, one of the, uh, yeah, they said it better because Moffat's obsessed yeah. with rhymes. But, like, that's actually a thing where it's, like, Clara's going to jump into the energy <laughs> ribbon. Like, they actually win whispered that and it's like uh, why like like do you, do you understand what these things are but like this is like i mean the whisper men like uh, okay apparently i was wrong about rings of accent i apologize um but like looking at looking at it it's like it's like uh, he's not even trying like you could just tell he's not even trying and that just like humors me more than anything because he's just like he's just like he's just like what are they ah, they whisper like who cares like <laughs> Like it's like, like that Stephen King joke on Family Guy. It's a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, just like, when can I have it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. And you, it really just feels like he called up 20, 20th Century Fox and was like, "Hey, so do you have any diagrams of how you made the gentleman?" <laughs> Just hanging around somewhere, because that'd be great. Could I have those? <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just, ah, uh, it's whatever. No, I, I know, I know, I'm totally whatever about it. Like, I, I'm yeah. way past caring about that. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at it, and I was just like, I was just like, wow, you're not even fracking trying. Like, you're just like, you're just like, 
just, it just made no sense. They're just, they're just there. Like they can do anything. They're apparently made out of really fragile paper mache, and you can, <laughs> they, they can reform like anything else. They're part of the great intelligence, and one commits suicide for no reason. Um, <laughs> because, just, to, just to prove a point. Yeah, just to prove a point that you can't beat me, and then they just make another one in its place because uh, th- that's that's a thing. I mean, like, but I'll, I'll admit, like the Whispermen at the table council, which I guess we should talk about the the dream council which mm-hmm. i really i actually love that scene i thought it was a really good scene minus mm-hmm. strax um was, <laughs> i i will defend strax at the glasgow bar oh sure no him at the glasgow bar was really great especially the part where they're like where the guy just comes he's like urgent message he's like oh, hang on what's the <laughs> message like that was really good but strax at the thing where where like Moffat Big is now, head and all of yeah, that. Yeah, Moffat's literally, and I tweeted about this. Moffat is literally just right. He must be writing in just like beat. We pause for laughs after all of his jokes because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just like. And I noticed that the first time. I noticed it way more the second time, where he'll just say like, "Where are you going, girl?" And then everyone just looks at him awkwardly, which is the point at which everyone at home laughs. Like. Yeah. Every every joke is done that way, and I'm just like I'm just like oh my god. But the but the table scene was really cool, especially the bit where where the Whisperer sneak into Jenny and Vastra's house like was really awesome and creepy mm-hmm. and dangerous. Like that really set the stakes for the story better than anything. And of course, the moment where Jenny just says, "I think I've been murdered," is is heartbreaking and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so glad they stuck with that murder. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, remember how in winning in uh, Angels Take Manhattan we were like we were like oh Rory dies three times in the last 15 minutes uh, Jenny is murdered twice in this episode and comes back just fine no problem so I think <laughs> I think we're okay like I don't know if you noticed that but <laughs> no I noticed we need to get rid of them yeah we do oh and they were so close especially when like Vastra just murdered Strax in cold blood like just vaporized him yeah <laughs> like just killed him and then she's like I just killed him what the hell like does does her laser beam not have a stun setting like get the stun setting for god's sake you're just a vicious killer um <laughs> <laughs> like she kills him by mur- by vaporizing him, and it- and then she like runs back in. She's like, ah, I just killed him, and then and then the doctor walks, the Clara walks in to the to the time stream, and then they're like, wow. That was so close, you guys. <laughs> like, for no reason. Like, and it's just like it's just like they're clear that they're trying to get like the the staying power of these of these characters in here. Which I mean, I'm looking at it again from like a Journey's End perspective, and it's just like for all of the quote unquote soap opera that people claim that Moffat's doing with the show, <laughs> he has really not built up any sort of supporting cast at all. Um, <laughs> like at all, because like at the end of the world. Strax, Jenny, and Vastra. Really? Really? He's forcing these guys, like, big time. <laughs> yeah, he is. And it's not... Like, they I came mean... out of nowhere in, in A Good Man Goes to War, and they're just sticking around whether people want them or not. <laughs> yeah. Which, apparently, people love Strax, and I'm just like, how... I just... I, I really can't stand him. Like, except for the Glasgow scene, which, again, was really good. Like, <laughs> oh, that was the other funny part. When Strax wakes up from the uh, from the Dream Council... And he's surrounded by Whispermen. Cut away. Strax is on Trenzalore for no reason. <laughs> like, where's Strax fighting the fighting the 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 Whispermen? Like, where's where's that? Or even better yet, just bring in a whole bunch of Scottish thugs to just beat the shit out of some Whispermen. Like, just do yeah. that. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's fine. I love. I also love that that Moffat has a, a woman meeting, which is really fantastic. Um, he's just like, who are we bringing in? The women. Like, <laughs> like, 
Well, oh, women I guess are so I, mysterious. Yeah, you know? I mean, they're, 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 they keep secrets and hold secret councils. I mean, this is what, <laughs> this is what they they dream of each other. This is this oh is, my god. <laughs> I mean, and then and then at the end of the at the end of the council, you have you have Doctor Simeon, and he goes, "His friends are lost forevermore unless he goes to Trenzalore." I'm like, "Why are you just yeah. are you just bringing him to Trenzalore?" Is that you how know, that works? you know what, you know, actually, you know what the worst part about this episode is, and mm-hmm. and it and it was cemented the second time I watched it. The worst part of this is that. The stuff, the one little scene between River and the Doctor at the very end was the was the most believable that those two characters have been since uh, probably Damn. the library episode, oh, and really? it's like the most believable. Like I was like, I was like, oh yeah, no, I totally buy them as a couple now. Where the hell has this been? <laughs> like, why were we getting this all the time? I don't understand. <laughs> If it had been like this all the time, I would never have a complaint about River Song. Like, yeah. I loved that moment between them. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was really, so good. It was really good. Also, I'll point out that all of the stuff with River in this is all her post-library. So, yes. River was never good before she died? <laughs> is that the <laughs> argument that we're making here? Because, uh. like, like, she was pretty good and up to Good Man Goes to War. Once Good Man Goes to War happens, we're screwed on the River song. But, like, looking at it, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, like, this was, this was Good River. That said, good riddance. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with her again because mm-hmm. that's, and then, and I love that she's like, she goes spoilers and I guess people are taking that to mean she comes back. It's like, guys, she was saying that the doctor's about to go rescue Clara because Clara's not dead. Like, that's yeah. literally what she was saying. Yeah. Um, but but River in this was really was really good. And it's funny. But it's funny watching it from like a from like a dramatic directed standpoint where like you can see the stuff. And this is to Moffat's mostly credit. You can see the stuff where Moffat works on the page the idea that the doctor does not see river song at all and then you realize when he grabs her because she's about to hit him across the face that he can see her like i could i was looking at that and i just see it in the script he grabs her hand like that worked for me in the in the in the thing but it it doesn't work as well as it would on paper and Mm -hmm. my question is how much of these are working on paper rather than you know in production Production because everyone who's like an actor on the show loves the scripts. And I mean, it's got to be that Moffat writes a great script. I mean, it's got to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, you know, looking at it from like an overarching tone perspective. Because, um, right. I mean, because that works. Like, it, I can't even deny that that, 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 I can't even say that that doesn't work. I can't deny it. It's so good. Um, but. B- <laughs> at the river song uh okay here's my question well okay she's basically al from quantum leap in this yeah she's she's totally al from quantum leap in this um here's my question one someone pointed this out i'm not the first person to point this out so river learned the doctor's name because she kept saying tell me tell me tell me tell me and the doctor was just like fine it's jeff (laughs) it's jeff (laughs) like (laughs) Is that what is that what happened? Because like he goes, she goes, she goes. Very like, how long did it take you? Very, uh, it took me a very long time. Like it's not like he he was just like, okay, I'm gonna tell you this. Like she battered it out of him, like a woman would. Um, and <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's a Moffat statement. Um, <laughs> but looking at it, okay, here's my question. 
Why in God's name does River say the doctor's name at the tomb of Translore? What do you mean? Like why? Like why does she say it? I guess she's saying it to to open the the thing so that the people save the people because she knows the doctor won't do it. I guess I don't I, know. I I guess I'm just but I'm looking at it and I was just like I was just like I was just like River, you ruined the moment. <laughs> like you just <laughs> you ruined the moment. You could have kept it closed. It would have been okay. <laughs> but I don't know. It just it just felt it just felt really weird to me. She's like, she said it so that the doctor doesn't have to, so that Moffat doesn't actually have to give him a name. That's right, why. which 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 is which is a, a fine ch- cho- choice, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, you know, it's uh, it's it's the hole that he dug himself into, and it's the only way he could get himself out. So there right. you go. Sure, sure. What can you do? <laughs> I mean, and looking at it, like I mean, Moffat does a lot of good here. Like the the tone being completely melancholy just feels like the most earnest thing that Moffat's done in a while. Like mm-hmm. just being just this brooding thing is just it's so refreshing. Everything recently has just been just gallivantingly happy, mm-hmm. including Angels Take Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that looking at it is just like oh that's right Moffat can do a very a different tone. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think that um, that melancholy tone is really great for this because, well, it's a thing where it's like Wedding River Song, you feel like should have had a melancholy tone, and it didn't, um, which I think is one of the larger problems with that story mm-hmm. and why you never feel like there's any stakes going on mm-hmm. in that story. Um, but here it feels the melancholiness of it all like really amps up the stakes for me. And I think I think maybe my biggest thing with this is the 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 themes and the plot matched the tone of the story better than um, any of the Moffat episodes have for me mm-hmm. uh, lately. So I, I think I just really like that a lot. Um, sure. And I mean, looking at looking at all of the other Moffat ones, like there, all the tones have varied wildly from scene to scene, except mm-hmm. for maybe the Snowman. Like the Snowman, I think was very consistent, but mm-hmm. Moffat himself has not had any sort of uh, consistency with it. It's mostly just like, and I'm gonna with no, there's no concern for it, is what I'm saying. Like he'll just be like, and we're gonna have fun for an hour, enjoy, and it's like I I want more. Like I know you can do more. Uh, you can't like it's a it's 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 on the table to do it um and i mean that's like i mean that's the that's the problem that's what that's what's jarring here is like you it's hard to it's weird to see Moffat do something that is deadly serious Mm -hmm. um in a good way Mm -hmm. so um i guess the one thing that i have left to mention before we start getting into john hurt is the valyard shout out which i was just like oh well okay i guess i guess that's on the table now um is (laughs) that uh, John Hurt. Let's talk about it. Let's just. Let's oh, just, let's just, <laughs> okay. Let's just, let's just That's all you it. had to say about the Valiant shoutout. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, look, more fan masturbation. That's great. Um. Oh God, that's yeah. not what that was. That it's just. Ugh. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> Come on. Like Androzani trees, I'll give you because that's just a total like has nothing to do with anything. Uh, to say the Valyard has nothing to do with anything of what's going on in this episode, uh, that's just that's just completely untrue. 
Sure. No, I get you. It's I about you. it's about the name of the doctor. It's about identity. It's about who the doctor is. The Valyard is established as a future iteration of the doctor. So uh, why not mention him here? Not I feel me. like if you're going to do it, like do <clears throat> it here. I sure. I don't. It fits. I don't. I don't know. Um, no, it's it's fine. I just okay. I, I heard it and I rolled my eyes a little. Is what well, yeah, well, well, of course you did. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, John Hurt. Um, so I mean, I gotta be honest. The way they're setting up, and I I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say why? Why is it him? Why isn't it just Paul McGann or Christopher Eccleston? Why is it? Why is it this new person? Um, uh, but uh, I don't know. I I think it works. I think it works because obviously, obviously, it's the guy that killed all the all, all kill, destroyed Gallifrey. It's that guy. Um, obviously, that's the guy. That's that's who he is. He's the lost ninth doctor because he's not he's not allowed to call himself the doctor because of what he did because he destroyed all, all because he destroyed Gallifrey and killed all like committed uh, like self genocide um essentially so I, I he's not allowed to call himself the doctor so he's not really the ninth doctor so like I I just I don't know it all kind of worked for me like I just kind of ran with it and obviously we're gonna get a lot more of that in the um in the uh, anniversary special. And I don't know. I'm in for it. And I'm sure you hated it. Um, (laughs) And that's fine. Look, I don't hate it. I think that you're not wrong. I think that like what they're doing with it, where they're saying that this guy doesn't count because he doesn't get to call himself the doctor because he committed heinous crimes. He went against what I wanted to do, et cetera, et cetera, is, is, is apt. I think that that's good. And that's the point. The problem is I just don't have any interest in that character. I have no I also have no interest in the idea that like the doctor create one of the doctor's regenerations is an iteration of him that he denies um because it's just like it's well, just like own it. Like just own it, dude. Like you did this. It's bad. Like he's been he's been people very don't own, own pe- people don't own things all the time. I I don't no, I, I get to that. To say but... that the doctor is above that or should be above that is is silly to me. Sure, um, but he's and, been going uncomplicates him. He's been going seven season series just being like, look, I'm the dude who did the time war, and then he's saying that I'm also not the dude who did the time war. He's saying that this guy is not the doctor, despite the fact that he is the doctor. It's like it's like it's just like a ridiculous mixed message, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested in this aspect. Well, but of it. we don't know all the details yet. Sure, and, and they could give us details that we don't know about um, as a thing. Like I don't, I don't know because it could be a thing where, like, he says he killed all the time lords, but one of the things that nobody ever talks about is the fact that, like, yes, he killed all the time lords, but not only time lords live on Gallifrey, right? Which is a problem. <laughs> and you never hear the doctor say, I killed all the Gallifreyans. He says, I, kill all, I killed all the Time Lords. Because there was a reason to do that, because they were all power mad and crazy. Uh, but he also killed all the innocent men, women, and children of Gallifrey. That weren't Time Lords. It had nothing to do with the Time War. Right. And they could, I mean, this could totally pull me back. But it's one of those things where it's just like... 
And I see it as a thing, too, because I was thinking about your theory. Um, and I don't. I think you've talked about it on the show like a really long time ago. But your theory that every doctor is an answer to the doctor before, and that uh, you you had that theory or or knew someone with the theory, or you at least introduced me to the theory that uh, the sixth doctor, Colin Baker's doctor, found out some secret about the time lords that was going to lead to the time war, eventually lead to the time war. So he commits suicide to regenerate into the more scheming Sylvester McCoy, who then accidentally uh, uh, accidentally regenerated into Paul McGann, and then Paul McGann's arc as the Doctor is to be- go from this guy full of heart and, and just like uh, a happy-go-lucky kind of Doctor into the warrior that he needs to become in order to uh, be the man that, that, that kills Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's all I thought of when he showed up and when that connection was like was being hinted at. It felt like, oh, that's why he regenerated from Paul McGann because Paul McGann never got there. So he regenerated into this guy and maybe that's the only thing this guy did. Yeah, it could have been around for like thirty seconds. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it was longer than thirty seconds. But you know what I mean? Like, he was, he was the guy. He, Paul McGann's doctor, the eighth doctor, regenerated into John Hurt to become the man that was capable of doing what had to be done, which was destroy Gallifrey. Like, it was the only way he could destroy the Time Lords was to destroy the whole planet. And Paul McGann was just not able to do it. He was not capable of such a heinous thing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the, all the other doctors, like, you know, maybe Eccleston, Tennant, and, and Smith all feel, yes, it, I understand it was necessary, but I have to forget that he existed. I have to forget that I was once capable of doing something so horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I can roll with it. I don't know. Of course, that's me assuming a lot of things, but I, I'm just saying in my in my in my mind, that's how I'm justifying it to myself, I guess. Yeah. And, and I mean, like headcanon's really important. I mean, like that's the thing is like there's what they tell you and then there's all these sort of things that you make up that make it work. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like that term headcanon. It's, that's good. Well, I'm, the, I'm clearly the first person to use it. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> like Lucy Miller is not considered one of the official companions because she wasn't on TV, mm-hmm. but Lucy Miller is absolutely in my headcanon. Like she yes. has to be because she's mm-hmm. e- like, same with Evelyn Smythe. Like there's no mm-hmm. way Evelyn Smythe is not my headcanon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing about looking at this is like, there's this idea and this is me not being able to separate the extra diegetic from the diegetic, which is like Moffat after the episode came out and apparently it didn't leak on BitTorrent, which is impressive. Um, uh, ridiculously impressive came out and mm-hmm. said, well, that's it. That's the doctor's greatest secret revealed, man. That's crazy. Like I, and this is, this is a Moffat problem more than it is a show problem where it's like, I look at the things that Moffat says um, I look at what he's doing with the show, and it's like that tone that I read it with reads as, well, I don't know. It just came to me, and I'm just telling you the story as it actually happened. And it's like, this is all made up. Like, this is all completely fabricated and completely right. made up. And just because John Hurt is, quote unquote, the doctor at the end, which, by the way, slapping that title card at the end was super lame. Um, 
uh, in my opinion. Uh, have him, I, s- have him say I something. I 100% capacity. disagree. Um, <laughs> but uh, because it's very specific to the new series uh, doing that when they introduce the Doctors. And it's also... It's for confusion's sake because without that title card, you still don't really know who he is by dialogue. Mm. By dialogue, it's still confusing. But by by having that on there, that is telling the audience very specifically, no, 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 despite what the 11th Doctor is saying, he is a Doctor. Sure. So, without a doubt. So, so here's my thing. Don't put it on the screen. Have this guy be like, I'm the Doctor whether you like it or not. Like, just have him say it, for God's sake. You have John Hurt there. You're paying him for being in the episode and saying lines. <laughs> just have him say, I'm the doctor, for God's I, sake. I know what you mean, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of dug the callback. But, but for, like, for, setting up, for setting up an anniversary special, I dug the callback. But, I mean, I don't understand. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confused. What callback? They've never done introducing, like, this yes, guy as, as the doctor in, they do. They on, do it at every regeneration. On screen, they do it like in the credits. They don't do it on screen. Like that's not a thing that's ever happened. Right, but I I I accept it for the fact that like it's a if we're in Moffat world where Moffat says this is the Doctor's greatest secret, which yeah, to be fair, a, a, a an extra a bonus Doctor that's a pretty big secret. Sure, um, it's a pretty big for secret. continuity's sake. Yeah. So if you're if you're Stephen Moffat and you're trying to sell the fact that this is the biggest secret ever, playing it that way adds to it. But I can also see, and I think it's it sells it better for majority of the audience. It's just I, I, but I can also see why it's a thing that you're not particularly sold on. So then doing that also, I could see how and why that would annoy you and just kind of add insult to injury. Yeah, it, <laughs> it kind of is. I mean, it, but it's one of those. Things yeah, it's like I even at the end of this, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm still not convinced he is going to end up at the end of all is said and done, going to be the doctor. Like I'm not convinced. Ah, uh, they don't do they don't do that and take it back. You can't do that. Sure if, they can. They can absolutely no, do it. They can absolutely no, take it back, please, for the love of God. No. They can absolutely no, take it back. No. You don't you that's that's I mean that's that's the point of throwing that on screen is that's them that's them like really just putting it putting their cards on the table and being like, No, seriously. That's why you do that. That's why you don't just have John Hurt say, I'm the doctor whether you like it or not, because you can take that back. You can't take that back. You can't take the text back. You put on the screen and introducing John Hurt as the doctor. You cannot take that back. I, I it means too I much. Can, it means too much. I think you can take it back. I mean, maybe, I, you can't maybe. take it back. You can't take it back because it's extra diegetic. You can't take that back. You can you can say that the guy's the doctor doesn't make him the doctor. No matter what, no matter what you put on screen, you can absolutely take it away. Like there's, I mean, it's no, because all... we're not we're not watching the usual suspects. Like <laughs> no, but it's all made up. I mean, like that's the point of I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying is like Moffat can say that this is the way it goes. Moffat's still making it up. Everything in this Doctor No, I, I'm not saying he's not. You don't have to uh, – obvi- yes, he's making – he's a writer. That's what he does. But it's like comic books. Like everything that you do in a comic book, like uh, yeah, the writers are making it up. But it does become continuity, including retcons. 
and yes, I mean, obviously, like comic books, they take stuff back all the time, but they don't do something like like this. This is just so specifically putting our cards on the table to me. It feels like that. Uh, they can't. They can't take that back. They can't take that back and without losing everybody. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure that they've done things where they can lose everybody. <laughs> they'll. They'll. They'll do that. I don't know. It. I don't. I still don't buy it. I know that I'm wrong about that. And in six months, it's going to be like, no, he was totally the doctor, and here's why, and here's the adventure of blah blah blah. Like, I know that that's the case, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't, I just don't care. Like, I just, I don't, I see this guy and I'm just mm. like, whatever. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, it, in my head, canon <sighs> guy's not the doctor yet. They gotta, they really have to earn that. And they're gonna have to, to make that work. Otherwise, this is just gonna be this weird thing that happened this one time. And completely unreconcilable. I don't know. I, again, don't like Moffat's view of the show. <laughs> and I don't like the continual upping of stakes where it's like, he just like he keeps needing to do bigger and more important things to almost feel like he's relevant, and I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's just I mean that's just where I am. Um, and I'm I mean I, I'm I'm gonna be wrong about it in six months. Maybe I'm not, but maybe I am. Probably will. Be. I don't think you will think you're wrong. <laughs> and that's fine. Like I, there's no such thing as like you just being wrong because it's your opinion, so it's fine. It is what it is. But. And I understand that you don't care about any of this stuff, but it's happening whether you care or not. So I don't uh, – I guess it's a thing where it's just like – see, I don't care either, but I don't care in a way where I'm not – I'm not – I don't care in an uh, like an uh, apathetic way. Like I, I just don't – I don't care because it's just like, eh, it is what it is. And then, and then when, when the next person comes in after Moffat's done, they'll have a new take on the show and then that'll be the show we're watching. And like, I'm just, it's, 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 it's going to go away eventually. It's not like it, like it's because even if you don't like uh, John Hurt as the doctor come the, the 50th anniversary special and, and you're raging on the 50th anniversary special because you just hate it so, so much. Um, because it's everything that you didn't want the 50th anniversary to special to be. I'm looking at my crystal ball. This is what's going to happen. Um, we're already there. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Like we know that it's going to be ridiculously disappointing no matter what it is, because you look at it and you just go, Oh, why are there only two? Oh, sorry. Three doctors in this. Right. And one is not um, even, and one is not even a real doctor. Like that's the other part. It's like one is not even a real doctor. Right. Right. Like and then the show's saying that. The show is saying that this guy's the doctor, but it's not really the doctor because the doctor says right. he's not the doctor, so So right. like we're not even getting three doctors. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I get it. Sure. Go. I, I just I I just what I'm saying is like I understand that you don't care, but Unfortunately, this is the show we're being given right now, and I know that you do care about the show, and so you're gonna keep like you're gonna keep watching. And it just seems silly to me to be in a place where you're just like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, because it's all you're getting. So I don't. I think that's where I'm at now. You know, where it's just like, no, I don't care about the Doctor's past. And I would rather be looking forward, but that's not the show we're give, being given right now. And I don't feel like being apathetic toward a show that I love so much. So I've just sort of let it go and just accepted 
the Moffat era for what it is, and hopefully what we get when Moffat's gone is something that I'm more interested in than I'm interested in this. So I've just I've just short of, sort of like shut down my expectations, I guess. <laughs> in a way where like I can just kinda hang out and just watch it for what it is. Sure. Uh I guess. And it, you know, and it's a thing where it's like, yeah, headcanon. Like uh, when you get through get to the other side of the 50th anniversary, look man, it's not like we're ever going to see John Hurt again ever. Um uh, because there's no way they're going to bring they're going he, he's going to even want to come back. He's John Hurt. Um so he's going to be in that one thing and either you can buy into it or not and then we can all move on as a collective whole. Um <laughs> And that's that's kind of how I just that's how I feel about everything now. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you're a greater man than I is basically <laughs> where, where we're going to go with that because uh, I just I mean it's not that I I mean the, I guess the point is that I just care so much and I guess it's one of those things where it's just like you're messing with the show I love and you're doing it in a way that I don't enjoy and it's like I know that's but, the point. But but you don't enjoy it. I don't particularly enjoy it like i like i said like i'm just fine with it it's just it's a thing that's happening sure well i mean like so we don't we don't enjoy it but millions of people love it so let them have their doctor who sure that's how i see it by all means enjoy that but the truth of the matter is and this is back to square one this is not my show like, mm-hmm. and that's, I mean, that's, that's fine. It's allowed to not be the, be my show. The problem is that like, this is just one of those things that's going to have ripple effects for the rest of time. Like, you, yeah, I don't think so. No, no, it's absolutely going to. I mean, this is one of those things like, this is massive. You're doing this on the 50th anniversary. This is as important as Rassilon. Like, this is kind of as important to this whole headcanon thing as like the deadly assassin. Like, that's where this is kind of going, regardless of whether or not it pans out. Adding a new doctor into the mix like that's gal- that's like deadly assassin stuff where get- deadly assassin completely rewrites the history of doctor who um and says that this is where all these things come from this is 12 13 regeneration limit uh, uh, uh the but in i see but i would argue that it didn't rewrite anything it wrote it for the first time sure that's different sure. i think oh, that's different sure well that was that was defi- that was that was uh, with deadly assassin you're talking about a guy who just he wrote the dictionary. That's what he did with that story. Uh, yeah, but, which is different, I but, think. But Deadly Assassin doesn't like it doesn't quite gel with everything that had gone before with regards to Time Lords or the Master. Like mm-hmm. it is it is it is to a large degree writing what the Time Lords are all about um, in a lot of different ways, and, and, and to the point where everything about Time Lords, like looking at the two versions of Time Lords as existed before the Deadly Assassin, where you have the three Doctors in the War Games, three Doctors in the War Games do not come in, up in conversation about what the Time Lords are about, except with regards to Omega, and that's it. Like, that's it. Everything else about the timelines you learn in Deadly Assassin, which does mm-hmm. retcon to a certain degree those those elements, and this is a massive retcon of the show. This is saying that there's a new Doctor, there's a guy who, you know, was a regeneration, a lost regeneration, much in the way that Brynn of Morbius makes the argument that there were six incarnations before the first Doctor, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a theory that I do subscribe to. <laughs> of all things, um, but like even then, you can go away with the you can you can explain away the Morbius retcon 
now using this episode to say that those guys were the doctor but those guys were not named the doctor those were the doctor's original name as he existed on gallifrey in his six generations before he became william hartnell um right you can say that now and then the fifth doctor becomes uh uh the the 12th doctor and has that amazing uh philip sandifer-esque um uh, 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 uh regeneration which is like my favorite Doctor Who fan theory, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that that Robert Holmes and Graham Harper are both Time Lords, and they wrote out the fit, they wrote past the thir- the thirteen regeneration right. limit, which is my favorite thing. Um, you can use this episode to explain that this is something that's totally different. This is saying that the Doctor became the Doctor and then had one who was so heinous that he um, something that he doesn't deserve the name right which is like i mean that's a huge retcon that 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 introduces i mean that introduces a whole thing where much in the same way that moffat will write gaps between companion adventures like just blatant gaps where it's like the doctor goes off for 200 years in between uh god complex and closing time like where you can just insert all of the fan fiction like Mm-hmm. all of the fan fiction this is doing that but on a ridiculous level like regardless of how like depending on how long john hurt's doctor was if it was 30 seconds you can't really do that but if john hurt's doctor was even a, a, a doctor for a year uh or two years five years a hundred years that's an infinite number of stories you can tell with this guy and it's like mm-hmm. and then you're just in major fan fiction territory like you can just do that now um mm-hmm. which is just like i guess doesn't mean it's- I don't know. I subscribe to the idea that as like regardless of how I feel about the Moffat era as a whole, I subscribe to the idea that he's running the show, let him burn the earth. Like <laughs> le- like just let him like I he's playing with his toys and that's what I want from a showrunner. Like regardless of the fact like uh, regardless of how I feel about what he's doing, I respect the fact that he's doing it and that he's just like, no, uh, here's my balls. They're out. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I like, I like the idea of a ballsy showrunner because our last showrunner, like, and people forget this because they just accept it as a thing that's happened. But our last showrunner was ballsy. He created the time war. He destroyed Gallifrey. Those are huge, huge retcons, massive retcons. And, and it worked and it worked. And I mean, that's ultimately the difference is that that worked for you and this might not work for you. I mean, again, we don't know because we're not seeing the outcome, but uh, if past proves future, then it's probably not going to work for you. Um, we're we're going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> right. But, but what I'm saying is I respect the guy for going there. Like, I respect the guy for not being afraid to go there, and I respect him for trying to tell stories that matter to him and matter to fandom, and regardless of the fact of how I feel about them as a whole and how I'll feel about his era looking back at it when it's all said and done, I, res- I respect the hell out of the guy for just trying to do something as crazy as this. Sure. Like, he's, he's, he's making his mark. I mean, and, and I, got, I, I have to respect that because, you know, you look back on Doctor Who and not everybody did that. Sure. Not everybody made their mark. Sure. And, and, you know, not every era is memorable. I mean, the, the third Doctor era is incredibly memorable because it's so specific. 
you know, the the Hinchcliffe Holmes era, again, so memorable because it's so specific. The Douglas Adams era, so memorable because it's so specific. Um, But then you really... Second Doctor, not memorable. Right. Second Doctor, not really that memorable. Season 5 specifically. I mean, season 5 is not a good season because it's not doing anything interesting. Exactly. Um, But but Moffat's era is going to be memorable. If nothing else, we're going to remember it. Because notice I said Douglas Adams. It's not a good season of this show. (laughs) But it was a memorable one. So uh, you got you got to look at it in a way where like I, I'm looking at it in a way where he's making his mark and I respect that. And whether or not I'm going to like what we get at the end of all of this is another story. But I'm respecting him for trying something and really putting his balls out there. Sure. And and I, I would agree with that. Like I'd rather someone uh, take more chances. The problem is like with a guy with this track record, is he going to make – like, is he going to make it work? And based... Probably not. I mean, probably yeah, not. So my reticence but, comes from that. Eh. I mean, like... I, I, I'd rather him go, put it out there and fail than uh, to give us bland Doctor Who. Sure. Because this is, this is not bland. If anything, like, you can call the Moffat era a lot of things. Bland is not one of them. <laughs> I, I could call this season bland and be okay with it. I'll... <laughs> I I I, I I wouldn't be able to call this bland. This um, this finale then, I can't call bland. I can't call the finale bland. But the rest of it, I could I could pretty much be okay with calling it bland. Mm. Looking, I mean, looking at it, like I mean, maybe the first half. I can't call this back half bland. Because I, uh, I I I think that they did try very different things every time. Like they were they were they seasoned this back half pretty well. I think. Like, I mean, I don't – I'm not saying it was, like, the best season or anything because it, it absolutely wasn't even close. But you look at each episode and I feel like they were doing something really different every time. Um, and I kind of respect them for doing that, even if it didn't work every time. Sure. I mean, and I'm I, just looking back and I I have found this season remarkably disposable. Like, just looking back on the thing. Well, that- disposable is one thing. Bland <laughs> is something different. I guess the word that I was going for was disposable. And it's like yes. and it's like the problem is that everything is disposable except for <laughs> something something can be well seasoned and still not taste good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so looking at this it's like okay this this season like this season is disposable except for the last episode. Like that's where we're at. Like and I I mean uh... See, this is the, this is a thing where I I guess I'm confused about what you want from Doctor Who as a thing because it's like uh, Hyde was for all intents and purposes disposable, but it was still an excellent Doctor Who story. So I I wouldn't call it disposable because it was really good. But then you say it's disposable because it doesn't matter, and then I'm saying, but now he's doing something ma- that matters technically, and you don't like that either. So I'm just confused. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, like I'm looking at it. I don't know. I look at this show from a character perspective, which is the biggest mistake in the world. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just because, just because that means that I'm going to like basically two eras. Given that, and that is the Cartmel era and the Davies era. Um, and that's about it, just because character was not a concern of most other people. Um, and looking at it that way, it's like getting just to the end of the episode before the hurt reveal. Um, looking at Clara, like, Clara's not a 
good companion. Like, one of the things that we talked about in Bells of St. John, John, excuse me, and one of the things that you put a fine point on is that she's a deconstruction of the companion. And looking back on it, it's just like, there's this thing where, I mean, clearly Moffat just doesn't write good companions. Companions who I like just doesn't do it. Um, right. But looking at it, like, she's like, I saved the doctor. It's like, why? The moment at the end where the doctor says, let me save you for once, it's like, well, that doesn't ring true. And I don't know why. Like, I just feel like I haven't seen her do anything. Like, he saved her in Crimson Horror. Like, he actually did that. <laughs> he saved her <laughs> in uh, in uh, Bells of St. John. He did that. Like, it's just, I'm looking at it, and it saved her, saved her in the Cold War. Like, she just doesn't work as a companion. And you get to the end mm-hmm. of this where, and then this is this is Bob being a bad showrunner. Like, you get to the end of this, and she's, like, doing this big emotional speech, and you get – I get to the end, and I'm just like, all right, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, and that's that's what I and mean. And I agree. Like, I, I definitely think Moffat is not a good showrunner because the thing about this show uh, and the way that – well, and, and really the way most uh, British television works is that there's no writer's rooms, so you have a hard time – um getting everyone aligned for, for, for like a nice solid season. But in America we have, sh- we have, we have, we have rooms. And so like everyone's in the room working, working and breaking all these stories all together and everybody gets their separate stories. That's how American television works. And then you have British television where everyone is sort of on assignment. And so they write stories on assignment, but the showrunner's job is to take that assigned script that this completed assigned script and then rewriting it sometimes from page one to make sure that their story for the season is present throughout. And so like everything's nice and consistent. Russell T Davies was the master at that. Like he left no stone unturned and uh, say what you will about the Russell T Davies era. Like, yes, it does have its downsides, I mean, but one of the upsides to it is that it's without a doubt 100% his vision all the time. Um, I, and I would argue that that's not the case here. Like, Moffat seems, he just seems lazy because he doesn't do that. Um, and maybe, and who knows, maybe that's just a thing Russell T. Davies did. And, like, it's not that Moffat's lazy, it's that Russell T. Davies was crazy. Um, sure. Give me crazy. It's totally like, possible. Give me crazy, um, man. Yeah. yeah. But, because uh, looking but, at, I mean, but, but, but you're right. The- it, it does, it, it, it hurts his vision of the show because if he knew that this is where he wanted to be with Clara in the end, then he should have made sure that was laced throughout the episodes leading up to here mm-hmm. or focused on something that wasn't just her massive mystery. Like, yes, which I mean, like looking at it, it's like, this is why you need a guy who writes good characters. You need someone who can focus mm-hmm. on emotions, drama, arcs, character, drama, mm-hmm. all that you need conflict because she's standing there and she's just like, this is what I do. I save the doctor. And, 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 regardless of whether or not this is how he wants it to come out, that comes out as you created this person so that she could get you out of this problem. This one Mm -hmm. time she is an object in the strictest sense. She is Mm -hmm. an object. And it's like, that's problematic. Mm -hmm. Like from a 
purely feminist standpoint, that is... Yeah, well, because she doesn't learn anything. Right. Um, and none of his characters learn anything, but that's just because Moffat... The the biggest problem with the Moffat era is that it's very Doctor-centric. It's all about the Doctor. That's that's what Moffat is a nerd for. And so the companions, in his vision for this show, the companions are products of the Doctor and how do we change the Doctor. and how? So, like, basically all of his companions are Manic Pixie Dream Girls. <laughs> And that's that's Moffat's vision for this show. Sure. And it's a thing where it's like, I, I've just sort of bought into that at this point, and I'm not saying I like it, and I, obviously I would prefer it another way, but we're now three years into his vision. Um, four, I actually, mean, four. Well, well I, I see, I, and I was about to correct myself before you were, you were a dick. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but you yes, want to say, no, I know why you want to say three. Yeah, no, I, I know we're four years in real time. I'm saying we're three TV years um, <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not giving him four years because he didn't give us four years. Um, <laughs> so we're three years into his, his uh, duties as showrunner. We're three years <laughs> into his vision of the show. You said duties. And... <laughs> and uh, and, uh, I just, I'm at this point where it's like, I've kind of figured him out and I'm just like, I know what he's doing. We've only got another year of him left. And I'm just sort of out of place where I'm like, you know, uh, it just is what it is. We're not, he isn't learning anything like Moffat's done learning from this show. Like he's not. He's not gonna. He's it's. He's not gonna change. <laughs> he's clearly so, not giving us anything that's new, right? So we 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 can't expect him to change. We can't expect anything more than what we're being given, and that's that's how I feel. It's like I I've now defined the Moffat era for myself, and it's it is Doctor centric with a manic pixie dream girl companion, um, with with lots of of big big important continuity stories um, with big important ideas and big important, big important, big capital letters of everything. That's the Moffat era. And it's like, that's what it's going to be. That's always what it's going to be all the way to the bitter end. And we're not going to get anything else until somebody else takes over the show. And I can't expect anything different because we're not going to get it. We're never going to get something different or better from Moffat than what we're getting now. Mm -hmm. We're three years into his reign. It's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And and I've just sort of accepted the fact that it's not going to change. And I either need to just sort of roll with it and just let it happen uh, and, and, and just pray that the next guy gives us something different. Um, uh, or I'm just going to be bitter and angry about it. I'm just – I'm tired of being bitter and angry. Right. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just sort of eh, rolling with it. <laughs> Yeah, sure. No, I, I I get you. I get you. Yeah. I just I'm I have I don't know, having seen it all and I I can't I just I can't be not disappointed at this point. I just I I maybe that'll change. I mean, maybe it will. I would love to like it like mm-hmm. you like it. I mean, mm-hmm. like being a relative term. Um I'd love to, but I I I'm just disappointed. I'm always going to be disappointed. And that's really- I, I think this is going to be the, the biggest point of contention, I think, with the 50th, because I'm now at a place in my fandom of this show as it stands right now that when the 50th anniversary airs, if we were to get 
one scene of all of the doctors together. Like if they kept that under wraps and and they got all the doctors to shut up about it and like always deny, 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 but come in for one scene. They're all together for one scene. Just as Moffat has said that he thinks that all the doctors together are only worth like, what did he say? A three minute scene? Five, five minute scene? scenes. Yeah, five minute scene together. But he gives us that five minute scene. I will leave the 50th anniversary a happy camper. You, however, will see that five-minute scene and will be so pissed beyond anything because it's what you want and you're not getting it the whole episode. But see, I'm just uh, – I'm now at a place where if I get anything, I'm going to be – I'm going to be pleased enough. Like I'm tired of looking at things as missed opportunities because I, I'm not going to get the opportunity. It is a missed opportunity. But it's done, and I can, I can, I can, uh, I, I can be angry about it and just sulk in the missed opportunity, or I can just sort of be like, "Well, uh, too bad there wasn't more of this, but at least I got what I got." <laughs> That's where I'm gonna be. Sure. Um, and uh, and I'm not saying like. I'm not saying that that's what I think, although I am impressed that they kept the John Hurt thing under wraps. Um, so I, I think there's always a chance uh, that they're telling everyone to blatantly lie. Uh, and good for them, because I think that's the way you do it. No, um, you absolutely have to lie. You have yeah, to. You, have to, you have to lie when it comes to that, um, that kind of thing. So if, if they pull the rug out and they're just like, oh, look, we did bring them all in. I would just be, I would just be ecstatic that they did it. And that's where I would be, whereas you would want an adventure with all 11 doctors the whole time. Um, and I don't – I know that we're not going to get that, and I know that Moffat's not interested in that, so I'm not expecting that. And nor would I want him to write something that he's not interested in writing because that's, that would be a diminishing return. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't imagine – a Moffat story where he's not interested like that yeah. terrifies me right. um but looking at it like I can't I mean regard like yeah okay he's not interested but it's still like it's still a missed opportunity yes they get all in one room but it's like I don't know that's not it's not enough like because the question is is this the mm. best it could be is this the most exciting it could be and the answer is no. No, it's not, but it is to Moffat, and that's all that matters because he's the showrunner. Right, and Moffat is God, so. Well, he, as showrunner, that, that's – see, that's the thing, man. That's the rule. That's the rule that I've always believed in because I've subscribed to the Joss Whedon's take on showrunners. You don't listen to your fans. You don't give them what they want. You do what you want to do, and that's all you can do. And this is all Moffat can do. So that's all I can expect from him. Sure. I'm at a I'm at a real like zen place with this show right now. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty yeah. outstanding to listen to. Yeah. So uh, it's just uh, I'm accepting Moffat for what he is and who he is, and it's uh, I'm zen about it. I'm zen about it because you know I got to a point where I'm just like you know I need to stop being mad at this or I'm going to be furious with the 50th anniversary. So I'm just I'm trying I'm just I'm I'm just letting myself be zen about it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And we'll be back in 27 weeks to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, when you say 27 weeks, it's not so bad. It's not. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. 
six months always the six months sounds longer than 27 weeks for some reason yeah i I definitely totally didn't count it while we were talking um (laughs) (laughs) so before we wrap up uh we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by dcbservice.com dcbs is the site that lets you order all your monthly comic books Actions, stat, action statues, figurines, anything <laughs> you could get from a local comic shop. I'm rolling with it. Uh, you pre-order them. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials of 75% up to 75% off. Regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large as small as you like. You only pay six ninety five flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. And I would, uh, I would definitely check that site uh, every month, you guys, because um – just search for Doctor Who because seriously, this year, ugh, so much Doctor Who merchandise. So much Doctor Who merchandise. And while reflected in the amount of show that's getting put out, so it's really it's great. <laughs> um, so yeah. Although, have you seen that thing where the BBC have said that there's more stuff that they're, they haven't announced yet that they're doing? Um, no. There was like a press release that came out that announced that they talked they talked of the anniversary special and the uh, biopic thing and the Christmas special and then they said there's also other things that they haven't announced yet. Well, I I look forward to them announcing more episodes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, know. look, I'm not I'm not an Ian Levine. I'm not the guy who's saying that. It's total yeah. bullcrap that we haven't gotten 13. I mean, like, my problem is that the ones we're getting are not good enough to justify eight episodes a year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my problem with it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, I'm looking at it from a from a TV standpoint, and Doctor Who is first and foremost a TV show. And I'm just like, guys, you're really, you're really messing up right now. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're sure. Just, you're really messing up, and it's like, and and that's not even that's not even a uh, contention. Like, you can't even say that like this is this is uh, the best the show can possibly be given. Like, just I mean, if if you're going to just take all of 2012 off, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. who cares? I don't know. It's my thing. Um. Anyways, let's talk about more Doctor Who, because we're going to cover more Doctor Who, because uh, we're on the 50th. And we will give you weekly content. Uh, go <laughs> um, So The Doctor's uh, Companion, doing it better than the BBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this show, as hard to produce as Doctor Who is. Um, <laughs> so uh, next week, we're going to jump back into the classic series. We're going to look at Tom Baker's uh, fourth Doctor classic, classic story, The Robots of Death. Which is a great story. Um, just uh-huh. if you want to watch it, like I'm gonna go check Amazon right now, but I'm pretty sure that you can get it on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. if you have Amazon Prime, because um, it's really just amazing and mm-hmm. totally worth the watch. Um, uh, but um, oh, I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, and <laughs> anyway, yeah, robots and death next. Robots of death next week, as well as Roots of Evil, which is the fourth Doctor. Um, the fourth Puffin doctor novella novella thing because uh, we've sort of put those on the back burner because life um, and you know let's let's uh, match them up with doctor with with, with similar doctor stories uh, whenever we can right yeah makes sense yeah um, and then on the other side of that we've got the first doctor story the rescue followed by the two part tenth doctor story impossible planet the Satan pit which will be an interesting revisit um, because last time I've watched it I didn't like it. But Matt is convinced that I will like it more now because I'm a better person. Um, you are a better person. Let's, Let's <laughs> and, then, <not. laughs> and then the wheel in space uh, on the other side of that. Yikes. And then we're back to uh, Fifth Doctor, which is exciting. Yes. 
Yeah, so every, time we hit a fifth doctor's, every time we hit a fifth doctor story, it is a cue that we are 5% through – no, 10%. 10% further. 10% further in the show. So right? It, almost halfway. No, five. you're right, 5% because it's every 10 stories. Okay, so, so – yeah. Modern and there's 200 stories. Right. So Modern Undead, um, which is coming up, is actually, I think, the midpoint, um, ideally. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then Death of the Daleks, Galaxy 4. And then f- starting with our 150th episode, we're putting out a full week of content um, in which we uh, daily – we have daily episodes in which we, um, we will uh, – <laughs> Uh, tackle the fourth Doctor season in which he uh, searches for the key to time. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just we're just gonna burn that down. Yeah. Um, Rebo's operation is gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna get through those six episodes uh, just in a row, um, just to get them through. So <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the plan going forward for a while. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff to look forward to, uh, and. Uh, until then, though, uh, we're on the internet sometimes. Um, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, where if I'm going to live tweet something, that's where I'm going to do it. Um, also, make sure that you're checking out our other podcasts, The Mind Robbers, of course, our flagship podcast. And then The Mind Robbers Versus, uh, where we, during this summer, if you're not interested in, in Superman or Batman the Animated Series, this summer we are... Uh, we are going to tackle all of the summer tentpole films, um, all of the ones that we're the most interested in talking about. Uh, and so we're going to, we're going to talk about that on the mind robbers versus in these big, like special edition, uh, review shows. Um, we've done Iron Man three and Star Trek into darkness, uh, on the docket going forward. We have, uh, we have, uh, man of steel and much ado about nothing. And, um, uh, Pacific Rim, The Wolverine, Elysium, Kick-Ass 2, The World's End, Gravity, Thor, The Dark World, Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Um, so uh, lots of things. And who knows, there might even be something else that slips in there that surprises us. Um, you never know. You never know. Sure. Uh, so yes. uh, lots of things to look forward to on the Mind Robbers Versus, so make sure that you're subscribing to that if you haven't already. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gunkadin. Also, my answer Twitter account, twitter.com slash Commentary, where I'll live tweet some thoughts of things that I'm watching, uh, including Smash 4, so long as that's still around. Um, and and uh, the OC, when I finally get to the OC. Might be a while. Might be a while, but I promise I will get to them. Um, and it'll be fantastic. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Or something. it's mostly just for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is. It really is. <laughs> the OC is definitely just for you. Smash is something that I give freely of myself. Um, yes, <laughs> but it'll be uh, it'll be really fantastic. So enjoy those, especially Smash while it lasts. Because I know I'm backlogged on Smash. I haven't done any Smash since before Chicago. And I know that they've aired like four or five episodes since then. Mm-hmm. But that show's ending. It's going to be very sad when it, when it goes. Mm-hmm. Although the finale is called The Tonys, which made me laugh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the next episode you have to watch, if I'm not mistaken, if I, my timing was right when I was noticing everyone talking about it. I think the next episode that you watch is the one that everyone said was the best episode since the pilot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. 
So something to look forward to there. Yeah, I also I also heard that there was uh, there was one that the AV Club gave an F, which made me. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good one. I can't. Uh, I can't wait. And like, and literally the 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 review, like the the header of the review is the show reaches its nadir with an episode that treats a major plot turn with a total lack of subtlety or tact, which just I can't wait for that. Like that sounds great. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, good times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Good times. Woo. Uh, so, uh, so that's it for New Who for a while. Good. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, for those of you who only tune in when we're talking about New Who, uh, make sure you check back because, uh, I am sure that the 50th anniversary is going to be massive. Um, that's going to be a massive episode. Uh, and I would recommend, uh, probably checking out the episode that will be right before that in which we will be talking about an unearthly child. Yes. Um, which will be my first time watching that. Yes. So the very first Doctor Who story of all time. <sighs> It'll be great. Good times. Good times. It'll be great. Um, so that's our plans for the 50th anniversary. <laughs> well, there's also other stuff, but I haven't talked about it yet. Like, yes. Big Finish has a big special coming out, which I am pumped for. Mm-hmm. So it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week with Robots of Death. Bye. Bye. Bye.